You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of The Process. Here we go, man. Here we go. The Process, man. Welcome. Everybody, welcome. This is The Process with your favorite linebacker, Sean Barber, 10-year NFL vet. And man, I am so pleased to uh, be here as we introduce what are the ingredients for success for our Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, without further ado, man, we got to uh, we got a guest in the house. My man, Jason Dunn is in the building. I am pleased. I am honored. Um, Before we get to Jason, though, man, we got to pay some bills. Um, And so everybody needs to know, man, I'm working with the McGinnis Group. The McGinnis Group is our title sponsor, um, and they specialize in employee benefits, health insurance for companies, retirement, financial services, life insurance, and long-term care. We would love the opportunity uh, to review your current plans and learn more about your game plan for the game of life once again the mcginnis group where t-e-a-m that's teamwork together everyone achieves more so give us a shot at the mcginnis group um and with that no further ado my man jd jd we start every show the same way on the process um, where the process is the process always is greater than the product we all know that in life so we started with this simple uh phrase the who, the where, the what. You know, the who, the what, the where. Who has Jason done? What is he doing now? And then where can they find you on social media? Uh, well, first off, uh, Barbershop, my brother. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you for having me on your show. Uh, I, I feel very uh, blessed uh, and, and gracious and, and just being able and to be in your presence and being on your show, man. Thank you for inviting me, for one, uh, you know, for... This your success and everything that's coming off of this, man, is just beautiful. I, I love seeing my brothers, you know, uh, just doing their thing, man. And you're doing a, a tremendous job. You really are. Uh, but I'll tell you a little bit about Jason Dunn. What is he doing? Who is he? What is he doing? And where is he at now? So who am I? So Jason Dunn, I'm a, just an old country boy from Kentucky, okay, uh, from a, a huge family that went to Eastern Kentucky University. Got drafted with Philadelphia, played in Philly for three years. Uh, 96 draft, second round pick. Uh, then goes to Kansas City. Go out in Kansas City, play out in Kansas City for eight years. So that's who Jason Dunn, football player-wise. But family-wise, I'm a father. I'm a son. I'm a husband uh, to uh, a beautiful wife, Susan. All beautiful children, Larissa, Jasa, Khalil, and Kyan. And uh, and a grandfather to my grandson Avery, man, I just never thought just thinking about it, talking about it, to my grandson who is who was uh, a baller in every sense of the word in everything that he does. Uh, I think he takes a lot from his grandpa. I, I like to say that he calls Papa. Uh, but that's that's who I am. I'm a I'm a I'm a man of God who's been service to others. Uh, that's been my purpose for the last few years. I've been a college coach. A high school football coach, um, you know, special teams coordinator, wide receiver coach, O-line coach, tight end coach, uh, quarterback, you name it. I've been doing I've been wearing many, many hats. And so uh, I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, now what I do, I do uh, my done for kids. I started in Kansas City 2003. Uh, ever since I retired and moved back here to the state of Kentucky, I wanted to, you know, kind of help kids get a blueprint for life, to help them navigate some of this space. Uh, we know it as young men and some of the things that we have to deal with. So that was kind of my uh, my calling, if, if if you will. And so I'm doing a little bit more of that right now. So whatever I could do and help this and service to other people is what I, I truly do. My mantra and my uh, my 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 slogan for Dove for Kids is being better people together. That's what it's all about, man. Loving each other, loving each other better than what we deserve uh, from. Heavenly Father, but also to showing the love that we have uh, for one another as we are uh, supposed to do. I love that. I love that. Yeah. But I did a quick, real quick, man. I'm Kentucky Pro Football Hall of Fame guy. Uh, nice. Yeah. What up, HOF? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, you see that logo? Yeah. Yeah. So I officially got in 2006, man. But that's it. 
that's what JD is. That's that's JD. That's who I am, what I do, uh, and what I'm inspired to be, man. Just a better man every single day. But plus this whole and look, I, we we got a podcast. I got to talk about that shop. Yes, sorry. yes, yeah. I know I, I got into it, and I almost forget about it because I had so much fun doing it that it doesn't even feel like it's something that like you know a job or something like that. It's just like me and you coming on talking as boys. It's, that's that's what it is. And so uh, you've been on the show. Uh, we loved you because you 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 are somebody who was a wealth of football knowledge. I love hearing from linebackers, man, because they have a whole different perspective about things. Uh, they just they have this fire. This warrior spirit, this dog a bit of, I mean, you've always been that guy, man. And I, I've enjoyed just the conversation with you, man. You did a great job just gracing our, 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 our podcast. So our podcast, man, is Chief Concerns. Come and see it. We're on Twitter, Apple, Spotify, uh, YouTube. Uh, you'll find us. We just got picked up by Bleach Report. Nice. Uh, doing some things. So uh, we're growing. We're growing. We try to give a voice to some of the players and, and, and you know, some of the little guys out here. That, that talk about football, talk about life, talk about some really good things that deal with the Chiefs and their concerns that they have coming going forward. Uh, but you can find me. I, I'll tell you some of the social media stuff because we had to do the social media things, right? And that's I, right. My kids, had, they had to teach me some things about social media, man. I just didn't really, I didn't really know a lot of it. But I'm on Twitter at Jasus, J A S U S T D eight nine. That's that's why I'm, that's my Twitter handle, and so my Instagram handle. I have it a at J Dungeon Dog is my Instagram account. So come and check me out, man. You know, come check me out. That's that's where I am. That's where you can find me. Uh, and so that that's it. I, I never thought I'd be talking about Twitter handles and Instagram and all. <laughs> I just didn't, child. I, I no had no had no desire to do that. But here we are. JD, being old is a choice, bro. It's, it's a, if we want to act like we old and it's Twitter and Instagram is too much for us and Snapchat, is too, then then you know what? You'll become old. But if you want to stay lively and young and be, you know, a part of the movement, be a part of things like, hey man, KCSN, Kansas City Sports Network, the process, um, 21 questions every week. Um, there's a, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a gambit of shows that um, here in town, in Kansas City, BJ Kissel does an amazing job with this network of putting out new information um, every day we got producers like Tucker Franklin. He's yeah. coming up with different assets and things to, for our listeners and followers to just to continuously stay submerged in what's going on here in Chiefs uh, in, in the kingdom, uh, Chiefs kingdom, and also with the Sea of Red. Uh, man, these these fans here, man, we just keep them, uh, we we keep them loaded up. We keep their clip full of information to be able to go out and speak knowledge, knowledgeably and with some wisdom about our Kansas City Chiefs. So. That's what we're going to do. We're going to take the rest of this first segment and just jump into a quick summary of what happened uh, last Sunday. Uh, the Chiefs were facing uh, Justin Fields and the Bears. The Bears came into town um, with, the, with the mobile quarterback and uh, with a defense that was, you know, uh, not, not giving up a bunch of points and stuff and trying to be trying to be a little bit better than they are. They, they thought that uh, Sunday was going to be the chance to kind of right the ship and get things going in the right direction. Uh, there was yeah. some communication issues between the quarterback and OC, but uh, during the press conference, he had a, a secondary press conference after the press conference to clarify some wow. of his words uh, about the the way the offense was going. So, uh, all in all, man, you know, the, I don't. The Chiefs game was uh, it was a tale of two halves. The first half, our Chiefs team came out like uh man, like 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 gun like gunslingers. Mm-hmm. It just put up uh, thirty four uh, points really quickly in the first half, um, and we went into halftime thirty four zero. It was. It, it was a clear, clear-cut, uh, one-way affair. Uh, but what, what, what overall do you have any thoughts and process about what was going on with the Chiefs as far as uh, the mindset of them entering Game Three versus the Chicago Bears? Uh, I, you know what? To be honest with you, I, I, I believe, uh, you know, going into Game Three against the Bears, right? It's, it's one you keep the losing teams losing. Okay, you know, we always preach that. Uh, so you got to, you got to win those games. You got to win it handily. Uh, this was a, a great uh, a challenge for the offense to kind of get back on track a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that was had been some of the problem because they've been stalling out a little bit. Obviously, the the uh, the, the yeah. penalties that they've been seeing, yeah, with you know against you know Jackson Jacksonville, you know Taylor and that whole ordeal, you know, kind of mm-hmm. dealing with that. Travis Kelsey had been hurt a little bit, kind of getting him in there. 
the, the, the woes of the wide receivers not necessarily catching the football, them being open. And so there was a lot of questions there off the, off the offensive side. And so I think they wanted to address that. They did that the first half, no doubt about it. I think it was still kind of uh, one of those things for me. Okay, and you know this, as a, as a tight end, you know, I was one of those guys that loved to block. I love putting my meat hooks on dudes. Absolutely, you know, road grading them. Okay, that, that was my forte. That was my forte. Uh, and so I always want to see running the football. That was one of the yeah. things I wanted to see us get back to. And we, we I think we, we really kind of ignored our running backs. And I hate seeing that. I Look, we got talented guys in that backfield. And it was important to get those guys going. It was. And so I think offensively, uh, they wanted to do that. They wanted to make sure, let's put the ball in the hands of the guys that can make the plays. Pacheco necessarily being one of them. He is one of our important pieces. We started off with the run. and I stood up out of my chair. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, we, we started with a run? We actually all came off, handed the ball off? It's perfect to me. And so that was good just to see that Andy kind of uh, wanted to kind of get that, that, that phase of the game going. Uh, number two, Jet getting out there, getting some plays, getting some balls in the space, going back to the running backs. CEH getting some catches. He's over getting some some carries too as well. So it was good to see those guys kind of profit off of that mindset they they wanted to do. Uh, now kind of addressing uh, offensively the young receivers. That was the thing about it. Young receivers was the, the kind of the question going into the game. We knew Kadarius Tony because of his you know his toe. You know uh, Richie James. You know everybody was a little banged up. So it was like oh my gosh. Do we let these young guys play? Well, you have to. You almost force your hand. Like, let's get these young guys in there. We know we have a very young, talented group. And and some of the guys that's been standing up for us that maybe some guys didn't see, Justin Watson being one, who's done a tremendous job uh, since this, this past year. Uh, Sky Moore. Sky Moore. First game didn't really do too much. Jax Mulekine, I tell you, was going to be his debut more so than anything else. Third game, he came out there, he, he did his thing. But, the, you know, the young guys, Rasheed Rice, obviously came out there and he did a tremendous job, you know. And so we needed to see more of Rasheed Rice. Justin Ross got a couple of looks, too. Trying to get these young guys going early. They're going to develop into something very special later on in the year. Now, I got to go to my tight ends, okay, real quick. And I know I'm just kind of talking about this shot, but. I love it. I love it. Keep it going. Look, Travis Kelsey was incredible as always. Apparently, there was somebody in the building that he must, he might have been playing for might not have been playing for. I just think Travis Kelsey's still doing his thing. It doesn't matter who's there in attendance. Travis Kelsey's just an incredible, incredible tight end. So uh, that that was the thing. Now they're talking about these these Swifties or whatever these things. I don't these these new things. I don't know what these things are. Okay, I keep hearing these. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? So you know, Taylor Swift was there. You know, hey, they panned to her several times in a game. I'm like, okay, we get it. I got it. Okay, we know they're courting or whatever they are doing they're being friends let them do friends let them be friends let them have a nice uh uh grown-up relationship whatever it may be friendly wise whatever it may be okay let them have their thing uh but offensively i think we wanted to establish that defensively let me go to the on the uh, your side of the ball okay yep these guys are absolutely humming they're humming okay we started with game one against the detroit lions you know it's the first game of the season Defense does a, a tremendous job without their having their their captain, uh, all pro player. You know, uh, no, no Chris Jones or Chris Jones. That's yep. what I'm talking about. That's Chris Jones, not there. Chris Jones comes back the second game. You see his presence. You see why we missed a guy like Chris Jones. Okay, he's he's an animal. He's a beast out there, and there's a reason why he's one of the best defense alignment in the game, in the game. Okay, so his presence was 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 coming back. Just seeing him. Uh, was something of of, 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 of glory. Trent McDuffie, the all-secondary, has been playing lights out. Those guys have been doing a tremendous job. And they just their development, I've seen this last year when I was telling to tell people, it's good to challenge young guys early, just like we're doing with the wide receiver core right now. These guys are going to develop down the road. And that's what you want to do is you want to test these guys, put them in a fire immediately so you know what you're going to get out of them later on down the road. Now, your position. LB, linebackers, okay? Uh, look, I think these guys, man, there's a good core of guys there, okay? There's some, some guys that they could, they could absolutely flow with the best of them, running backs. They fit well into uh, all the gaps. They, they, they are recognizing plays. 
they're getting back in 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 you know in in the space that they need to covering it. They're doing a, good, a tremendous job, man. Linebacks have been playing lights out too. I, I don't think people talk enough about it, but they really have been a, a, a doing a great job. Uh, Willie Gay, it, for me, has been uh, tremendous this past year. He, he really has. So, uh, so that I think those things is what they wanted to do against obviously the, the Bears, which was you know they've been floundering and imploding. We know what type of troubles they've been going through. Uh, so we should have won that game handily. So yeah. man, love love to break down. Obviously, just uh, highlight some of the things you said um, with the offense, man. Um, you know, taking advantage of the turnovers, taking advantage of the field position, um, scoring uh, opportunities, not settling for field goals in the yeah. first half. The offense, when you talk about balance, that's the one thing yeah. I think. You know, we always want to see with this team, with uh, even uh, with the team with Andy Reid and, and Pat Mahomes, both of them being so f- in favor of passing first. Yes. How do you create balance when you have uh, arm talent as, as phenomenal as, as Patrick Mahomes? Well, you, you find a way. Like you said, you, you feed it to the running backs early and often. Um, if you saw on the field the excitement, the offensive line, that offensive line, every time the running backs were given the ball, and whether it was Pacheco, CEH, um, um, Jet, well, whoever had the ball, when they was finishing off those runs, you saw the offensive line excited, jumping around uh, when they was c- coming back to the huddle, asking, you know, feed me, feed me, give us more, give us more. We want to run this thing. Because right. I understand it from, a, from an offensive m- m- mindset. If you go over the top and you beat us with a trick play and you score um, off of three passes to Kelsey and then we give up a, a five-play drive, mm-hmm. I go over to the sideline and I'm like, you know what, guys, we it ain't that bad, you know. It, we what you know it was, it was a little bit of a smoke and mirrors. We wasn't ready for the shifts and motions. Yeah, and when you hand that ball off a 10, 12 play drive, eating it up on the ground game, mm-hmm. that's when you attack the heart, the that's heart right. and soul of a defense. And when you take that from them, it ain't no coming back. It ain't no going in at halftime. You can't. There ain't no heart you gonna find in the locker room uh, in halftime and come out in the second half thinking things gonna change. Yeah, uh, you can run in that ball down somebody's throat for the entire first half. It is what it is. You're going to get a lot more of that. And so I know from, a, from my mindset and your mindset, the thing we do have in common is the, the vitality and the, the, the understanding that, 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 that settling and, and determining, having a t- determination for that run game is something that uh, is going to pay dividends off, not only in the first half, but also as the, uh, as the entire game wear on. So, hey, real quick, we're going to go to a quick break. And in the second segment of the show, we're going to focus in even more on your position. We're going to focus down on that tight end position and seeing uh, around the league what tight ends are doing what, who can do better, who can do, you know, who, who are the surprises in the league so far as far as the tight end position. And then uh, later on, come back and find out exactly when you say you are a father, a mentor, uh, a friend. We're going to, you know, finish up the show with um, digging a little bit deeper into Jason Dunn, the man. Once again, this is the process. You with Sean Barber, my man JD, the J Dog done, and we'll get back to you uh, right after this message. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Fellas, are you running into some stubble trouble? Are you dreaming of that clean shaven look, but hate going through the hassle of a wet shave every other day? I know you are. That's why we've partnered with Manscaped, the brand for below the waist, and it's coming to save that beautiful face. Yes, sir, Manscaped now has beard products and is going a step further with the launch of their brand new Handyman Electric Face Shaver. It's designed to give your face that smooth and chiseled finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Make sure to join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Head over to manscaped.com and use code KCSN for 20% off and free shipping. Your face is the first thing people see when you walk through the door. Give them something to look at with the Manscaped Handyman. For me, being able to shave up to three days growth without the mess of traditional shaving is priceless. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong modal. Trust me, gents, you can't go wrong with any of these options. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code KCSN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code KCSN. Hit the refresh button with the handyman. 
With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals for these jam-packed days. And Factor America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best as you tackle a busy autumn? Try Protein Plus Meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons, including breakfast items like our delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon egg breakfast skillet. Or for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. Head to factormeals.com slash KCSN50 and use code KCSN50 to get 50% off. That's code KCSN50 at factormeals.com slash KCSN50 to get 50% off. It's more fun to be there for live Kansas City Chiefs football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Kansas City Chiefs and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com Chiefs. Hey, welcome back to the process. Obviously, the process is always greater than what it produces um, again, let's thank our title sponsor, McGinnis Group. Uh, any of your health benefits need of your company, individual, man, reach out to Matt McGinnis, uh, Scott Soxy, and the gang over at the McGinnis Group. Or, you know, hit me at Ed Barbershop, uh, at Sean Barber 59, and I can put you in touch with the right individuals, the right producers to take care of all your health benefit needs. Um, again, man, hey, this is the process uh, where the, 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 the process is always great in the product. I got my main man, a former teammate of mine. Hall of Famer, Kentucky Hall of Famer. Um, man, sure. Jason Dunn, J.E. Dunn, Jesus 89 Dunn. We got all the Instagram. If You, you got to find my man, J.D., at Chiefs Concern. He has a weekly podcast that comes out. Um, they are doing a phenomenal job of breaking down what is going on inside of Chiefs Kingdom. Uh, we definitely want to promote that to the highest. Uh, but, hey, my man, J.D., we're going to get back to what's next for the Chiefs this coming up week. Obviously, the Chiefs are playing at uh, the New York Jets. It's Sunday night football, prime time. I mean, listen, not to disappoint, but everybody thought this was going to be Aaron Rodgers versus Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, the entire schedule might have been built around this one uh, game. They thought that both teams were going to be coming in 3-0, the, the, the mighty, mighty Jets <laughs> of, the, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, of the Midway versus uh, the Midwest Kansas City Chiefs. They thought it. But, hey, both teams have had some some un, un, unfortunate, you know, hey, we lost to the Lions. Uh, the Jets, unfortunately, lost uh, their leader as far as Aaron Rodgers, and now they've had to pivot and make some moves with Zach Wilson. So, real quick, man, like, hey, J.D., what do you think about the Jets and what they should be prepared for when Kansas City arrives uh, in New York on October 1st? Uh, well, I think I think the, the main thing that they had to be prepared for is uh, Patrick Mahomes and his entire crew. Uh, passing the football, uh, the last few teams that they they played, uh, obviously it's going to run the football a lot more. They got into a lot more of the running sets, you know, kind of two tight ends, kind of running it down your throat. We were just talking about that on the last bit of uh, just be, being a more physical team. And so this this is going to have a little bit more flair to it. This is going to have a little bit more of uh, of uh, how would how would you say it? Uh, uh, some 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 sweetness to it. I'm going to put it oh, that yeah. way. A little that's swagger. That's swagger. swagger coming up here to New York. And so uh, they got to contend with that. They really do. Uh, and so it's going to be a, a, a great challenge going against this defense uh, from the offensive staff standpoint uh, because they got some, they got some boys back at shop. Look, I'm telling you, they got, they got some guys up front. Okay. That is going to test our offensive line. Right. Uh, you know, we're talking about, Quentin Williams, you know, the other one, the, the the Johnson guy, the one that's next to him, I think he's been playing better ball than 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 Williams have somewhat. They drafted from Florida State. I think he was first round pick from Florida State. Yeah, yes. You know, and I watched him in the game. I'm like, this this guy right here is actually, you know, he he's kind of, you know, a little bit of a problem. Yeah. And so sometimes when you look for the defensive line, like I always look at, 
I'm always looking at, well, you know, Quentin Williams, the guy that's going to get double teamed, the guy that got one-on-one, he got to win, right? Mm-hmm. He has to. That's, that's your job. Shoot, if you don't get the double team one-on-one, you got to be able to make some noise. And so he's been doing that. He's been doing that. Uh, so, of course, we know C.J. Mosley is a guy that we know is, is, is a great linebacker. He floats around everywhere, uh, recognizes play really well, uh, just surveying what they do offensively. Uh, then we go to the back end uh, with, I think, White House and then uh, Sauce Gardner, right? Sauce Gardner is, that's their guy, okay? He's the man for them. So Sauce Gardner is going to go ahead and D up the guy that we, you know, that we're going to throw the ball to. But he's, that's the thing about it. He he is on on almost on the trajectory of almost like a Dion or maybe like a- Cham Bailey. Cham Bailey. He's a guy that- Charles Woodson. Yeah. You know, those guys. Come on. Read this. If you want to say, look- Put it on the island, you know, put him in zone. He's going to cover one half of the field quarter. He's got that area, right? And they trust him in that. So I think that's when one thing they're going to try to attack with uh, defensively is trying to stop that. Another thing they're going to try to do, um, obviously, is uh, they're going to try to maybe bring some pressure against uh, Patrick Mahomes. Because to them, if, if they stop Travis Kelsey, they're still going to put the onus on the young wide receivers, right? I think, uh, to me, that's what I would do. If I'm defense coordinator, I'm like, look, we're not going to let A7 beat us at 15. We can't let him get going either. Okay, so we got to get in our lanes. We got to play distance for football. We got to let the guys on the outside beat us. Okay, we got to let the guys on the outside beat us. And two, if they let their running game get going, then that's, that's another thing too. Let Pacheco and those guys hit their head on the, on the goalposts as well. So they got to stop the running game. We can't get away from that shot. We can't get away from that. Got to stay balanced. That's man, come on. Look, the run opens up the pass. That's just how it goes. When I when I'm sitting there, and I'm watching uh, them uh, playing uh, uh, New England. Shoot, it was it was a run. It was opening up the pass. And even if they weren't successful with it, you kept the defense honest. You That's keep right. them honest. That's what you do. So you know you want you want the linebackers to have uh, cemented feet. Okay, that's that's what you want to happen. Uh, on the other side of the ball, mm-hmm. man, we we understand. Okay, that. Yeah, obviously, the, their their struggles come with the most important position in football, and that's the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and, and they got talented guys. They got guys, Brees Hall in the backfield, Dalvin Cook. Uh, so we need to stop the run. That, that, that first and foremost, we need to stop the run, okay? Because if you get them guys, them guys going up front, uh, then that's going to be long. It's going to be a long game for you, and you don't want to do that. Leading on them. And I will say this, and I, and I made this on one of my podcasts made a point. Uh, Chris Jones last game, he looked like he would he would do coming out of training camp. He looked like his legs is a little a little spaghetti. Okay, now we we can see. I don't know if you see that, but I, I was like, uh, he ain't quite got that pot. Hey JD, I think he was actually a little sick, man. Like I think I've actually witnessed him the sideline, him having to you know throw up a couple, a couple times, maybe having to get an IV, something. So it, there was some reasoning behind what you okay. were seeing, but. Again, still, still was impactful. Still tried to find ways to make his, you know, not, I said tries to. He did find ways to make his yeah. presence known in the first half, uh, helping the defense get off the field, not to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah, no, but that, no, okay. So I, I didn't know where that, but I could tell something was yes. going on. He just didn't have that, that, oh, that, 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 that get off mm-hmm. like we seen, you know, against Jacksonville. Uh, and so, you know, that is something we have to do. The linebackers will have to play a great game. Okay, as long as we keep. Those offense linemen from being in the laps of the linebackers, let them go play. And I think we do that. We're going to be a, do a tremendous job. Another guy we got to continue with on the outside, obviously, is Garrett Wilson, one of the most talented wide receivers out here. Uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that he's on the team right now, having to deal with Zach Wilson and the woes they're going through. Because I know that Aaron Rodgers, he would have been eating. Oh, I'm telling you, like that was his go-to guys. Not to mention Lazard, who had been with him. Uh, 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 my man from uh, Randall Cobb, got Cobb, yeah, I got Cobb. Uh, and so it, that that would have been a good thing for him. Obviously, we don't have that matchup, but that's all right. You know, they they're gonna make a game of it. What I did see, and I, and I will say this: what I did see, Russell, but uh, not Zach Wilson, get into. They start getting into a rhythm of getting the ball at his hand early. Mm-hmm. Okay, he gets in trouble when he holds the ball, and you flush him out. So my thing is, it's got to be the pressure up the middle. To flush him out when he gets on the when he gets on the run flushed out he gets flustered. I mean he he has no idea what to do. He's like a deer in headlights. He's running around trying to find things and he's completely lost. Yes. Um. But if you if you don't bring any type of pressure and you just kind of sit back 
and you're not getting anything from the outside or inside, uh, he's going to get the ball out of his head. He had a series that looked absolutely brilliant against New England. I was just like, okay, this is the, this is the first round that they picked. Yes. The guy they was looking for, okay? And I think they're going to try to build on that that part this week against uh, against the Chiefs. So this is a great challenge offensively against a great defense. Uh, and then also, too, this is a great challenge for our defense to keep playing balls, lights out football against a tough opponent like the Jets, especially their running game and not getting everybody else going. Man, that's an awesome breakdown across the board. I'm going to point out the things you said. Obviously, we got we to gotta keep uh, Zach Wilson and his lack of consistency. We got to keep him uh, struggling, right? right. I can't let him get into a flow. Can't let him get into his um, into a comfort level. So whatever we got to do from a defense early on to speed up his clock, because that's what he's been doing. He's, he's, he's kind of playing and fast forward. He's not allowing the reads to come. Yeah. And that's because he's getting so much pressure on him uh, to make plays before he's ready. And you, you do that a number of ways, right? Uh, the defensive backs playing uh, up and, you know, rerouting receivers and throwing people off their routes early, uh, bringing extra pressure if you need to. Uh, like you said, Chris Jones being a, being Chris Jones, right, the the CEO of Sack Nation, um, and coming right up those A-gaps in your face. You can't ignore that. You know, that's one thing on the quarterback. Uh, when, you pro- when, you're, when your pocket gets burst and it gets pierced right in those A-gaps, yeah. you can't avoid that. It, it's, it's in your face. You got to do something about it. And usually, Zach Wilson makes the wrong decisions when he's forced to make a decision. So I can right. see the Jets maybe going to a quick, like saying, no huddle, two-minute type offense at the line, trying to get uh, maybe maybe get the Chiefs defense on their heels really early on the game um, so that our defense doesn't get in the comfort level either. And then yeah. you said, obviously, for their defense, they have all three levels. Quentin Williams, they have Mosley, they got Sauce Gardner. So they're going to find a way. It will be interesting to me to see what kind of technique they use on defense because with a guy like uh, Gardner, you you might consider doing what the Denver Broncos did against us where you take the best cover guy and you mm-hmm. get that corner. Uh, I think the, uh, New England did it against us too, where you take the best cover guy and you use him and treat Kelsey like a wide receiver. That's right. You, you don't even treat Kelsey like a tight end, so you, you make it like we're in four wides, three wides the whole, the whole uh, day, and you just kind of try to use that cover – wide receiver just to lock out and take away Kelsey and adjust the defense around it. So um, a lot of things that when you have that much defensive talent you can try to do, obviously our offensive line has to take care of Quentin Williams because he can be a game wrecker. He can, he can, and they got a lot of other supporting staff of guys we didn't name that can play at a very high level and we got to be accounted for. But like you said, the way our offense has been running, um, again, keeping it balanced, keeping that defense on its toes, having to play run and pass, not mm-hmm. just pinning your ears back and coming after Pat every down. Right. I think that um, our offense has shown that there's not many defenses in our league that are going to probably cause a problem uh, for, for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid when they keep that balance. And so yeah. um, that's that's going to be uh, what I'm going to be paying attention to very early and often is to see where can we uh, find that balance in our offense, um, especially in the first couple drives of the game. So. Well, I'm gonna take that. Let's hey, let's go around the league a little bit, um, and just look at what other teams are doing. Hey, right now we got man. Listen, we just saw history almost be made. Number two in points all, all time. The, the record was 72 points by I think it was an old Washington Redskins team or something like that. But it was 72 points uh, was a single game record for any team, and we had the Dolphins score 70. Yeah, and late wow. in the game in position for another field goal and they chose just to kneel it down on fourth down and not take the, not try to set a record. I think it was a little bit of gamemanship um, yeah. uh, w- w- with the Dolphins versus the, the Denver Broncos. Um, what, what are your thoughts about not only the, 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 the Dolphins offense, but maybe also that, you know, speak real quickly about the 49ers. So the, the Dolphins offense, um, we, we know it's, it's going to be a track meet every single week with them guys out there, every single week. Uh, Masrit, uh Tyreek Hill, uh, Waddle was hurt. Waddle wasn't even in the game. They not even in the game. Come on, man. Come on. About 15 receiver, won't even in the game. They still. Yeah. But upset. Yeah. That that's dangerous. That, that that that's the danger that they have. And uh, I think you know, it, obviously, I don't think they'll be able to to match what they've done against Denver Broncos. And and to be honest with you, I I, I spoke about this. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that organization out there in Denver, but what I did see is a lack of effort. I seen a lack of heart. I see some bad tackling. I see some bad football. 
Yeah. Bad attitude all the way around. Uh, and a lot of that wasn't on the coaches. Some of that is just guys making plays. It really was. Uh, and so it, it looked like some of them just quit. Some mm-hmm. just, So I think it was a little bit of that. It was also the turnovers. Sutland had two good plays. Two good plays, turns it over, right? And so that helped carry it up to 70 points as well because you give them good field position, even ball back. Uh, so I don't think they – the 70 points reflects – Maybe, maybe had bad also too. The 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 Broncos played. To be honest with you, right? I mean, let's just be honest here. The Broncos played bad ball. It was terrible ball. They part. JD, even on our worst day, though, no team in the NFL is fifty points better than the other. Never, never. Like a shot, never. Yeah, the, the, the worst team I've ever seen in the league versus the best team I've ever seen in the league, it still ain't a fifty point difference. So, so many other things unaccounted. All like you're saying, the turnovers, the missed tackles, there's so many long runs, breakout runs where the Denver Broncos were selling out to stop him for a short game, and then once that running back cut back, it was no cutback leverage. It was no discipline on your nice. rush lanes or your cutback lanes or your. So, like all the fundamentals and the disciplines just got thrown out the door after they were down by. 30 and like you know when you when you when you don't play fundamentally sound football against a team with track runners like they yes. speed kills yes we know that and what mm-hmm. what you saw is a track meet 350 plus yards running 350 yards plus passing ever have i seen that type of offensive balance be displayed against another nfl team now and the thing is i was talking to some fans and they were just like well they could have called the dogs off. I'm like, they wouldn't even do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? They wouldn't even do anything. You know, it's, it's striving to yeah. just call the dogs off. They were just running like, hey, man, we're going to end up right here. Make the play. I said, the only thing you could have possibly done to call the dogs off is take a knee uh, every time you get the ball in the second half. And then do that. That ain't football. That, that's, almost, football. That's, almost, that's almost less respectful than Absolutely. you just continue to play. If you ever took a knee on me at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and I'm still running plays. That's almost worse than you actually going out there and playing. I mean, we it's football. We know what we signed up for. And I think yeah. Coach Aiden accepted it the right way. And then real quick, they did the 49ers. Like, that game plan, like we said, it's a, it's a yeah. mirror image. Uh-huh. Um, Mike McDaniels came from um, the 49ers. He's part of that uh, Shanahan tree, which we, we know from playing. Uh, all of those plays, all of this run action and stuff comes from the, the Papa Shanahan, who did it back in the day with the Denver Broncos. Um, so it's that, like you saying, that balance, that run first, um, the yeah. running cut, right? One cut type uh, game plan. They 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 do this the same thing with the the outside zone and they run it to perfection. Outside zone, yes. And we know that Cal Shanahan is like you said is 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 his, his dad. We know this, okay? Yes. But we also understand that, uh, you know, McDaniel's who was been under Shanahan, who's been learning from him. Is the same tree. Oh, that's yeah. That's 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 Shanahan calling you right now. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah. real quick, Jason. We go. We gonna take a break though. We gonna let you take that call. We gonna take a break. Hey, once again, this is Sean Barber with the process. The process is always greater than what it produces. Again, title spots we love and thank the McGinnis Group for what they're doing for us. Uh, we'll be right back to close it up and finish up with my man Jason Dunn, Chiefs Concern. Right back at you. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups and walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action, so download the, the app now and use code KCSN at sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 
21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after assurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Again, hey man, welcome back to the process. Yours truly, uh, Sean Barber, former linebacker of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, here with my man JD, Jason Dunn, uh, co-host of the Chiefs at Chiefs Concern. Make sure you look both of us up. Um, just continue to follow us. Give, give us your support, feedback. We love it. Uh, at Sean Barber 59. Um, man, we, we're going to jump into this third segment, and we're going to look at a segment that I call Contenders versus Pretenders. We're going to go around the league, a quick four or five teams, and let's figure out if Jason thinks these teams are going to be contenders or pretenders when it comes to when it's all said and done. First and foremost, J- J.D., Dallas Cowboys. Uh. Contenders. Contenders. All right. Um, let's go with Detroit Lions. Yeah, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Contenders. Contenders also. Okay, yeah. Ravens. Contenders. How about the Cincinnati Bengals? Pretenders. Hey, man, that, listen, that last one is the one that me and Jason, I think if, if, if we, we talked about this before the season started. Everything about the Cincinnati Bengals was based upon – Joe Burrow being healthy and ready to go. They have never protected him. They've never given him the offensive line or any kind of support. Uh, you think that you can put three great receivers around a guy and he's supposed to go out there and just throw the ball for 400 yards and four touchdowns every game. Eventually, defenses bring that pressure. They bring that hawk. They bring that smoke. And he's taken so many hits in those last couple of years. Um, I think the teams have kind of got to him. And now some of that getting hit has started to wear and tear on his body. Um, that hurt calf is something that might be something that is a lingering issue throughout the season. Yeah. And you can tell his deep ball isn't as accurate n- n- right now. And without that, um, it just brings the defense a lot closer to the line of scrimmage. And they're being challenged at every catch now. Um, so I'm really uh, – I think that they're a pretender too. Shop, shop. They, they they smell blood in the water. Okay, and you know this as a defense. Uh, the more hits you could get on that calf, okay, mm-hmm. I, I – we ain't targeting. We ain't. No, okay. they're, they're, they're pushing. Give them a shot. Push. push. Yeah, yeah. we're going to hit on your body. That's what happens. It's, it's football, physical game. Uh, but I think they smell blood in the water, man. You got to go at it. Right, sir. And then it goes from uh, contenders to pretenders. We go with panic or patience. You can either push the panic button or show some patience with these teams. Okay. Um, uh, the first team is the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> no, panic. Panic. So many weapons, man. So many yeah. weapons. Hawkins and Justin Jefferson. I, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you got to panic. Man. Panic. Leap is just is, is, is the waters coming into the boat. You got to jump out the boat, man. That's right. Yeah. Uh, hey, the New Orleans Saints, now that uh, Derek mm-hmm. Carr got injured. Uh, patience. Show some patience. You think he, he, the injury might not be that significant? He can come I, back. If, if, if. Jameis Winston can hold up. You just got Kamara back. Kamara right? back. Kamara's back, so that helps out. It helps out. Uh, he can manage a couple of games to Carter get back. So I, I think there's patience there. I think there's patience there with with New Orleans. I do. I do. How about the Bears, Justin Field, and the Bears? Oh, man, it's a full, full-blown panic. Full-blown. <laughs> Push the button. Yeah. Leave me along. I'm telling you, yeah. And then, uh, last but not least, after giving them that seventy burger on Sunday, the Broncos, the Denver Bron- Sean Payton, the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, uh, and Russ, they trust. Let's ride. All those kind of things. Even even Sean Payton speaking about the old coaching staff, yeah. about how you know, hey, you know, kind of blaming, kind of joking about the old coaching staff not being great. I mean, not great, not good. You can say what you, but they didn't give up seventy. No. What? Okay. Look, Payton I'm got his own debt. I, I I think you do. I, I look. I know Sean. I like Sean a lot. Uh, I didn't really find anything wrong with him saying about the old staff. To be honest with you, this might have been the karma biting him in the back with this. Like, okay, I, yeah, I should have been a little bit more humble in this. But I do also think that some of the guys that's in the building, mm-hmm. okay, some of that attitude that is there is still based off that old coaching yes. staff. Some yes. of those guys there, Peyton. Look, I said this. You're not going in and have at least 10 guys working out on Monday or Tuesday to take new jobs. Yes. And handing out uh, uh, walking 
hand them out like uh, Christmas candy. <laughs> then something's wrong. Okay, it, it, it is. So I think there's patience there. I think there's patience. We had to have patience with it. I think Russell Wilson is is a better quarterback than what he showed last year, just with uh, uh, with his presence with Sean Payton being there. You you need a guy like that, and I think he's kind of he's getting to that place. You got to eliminate the, the the turnovers too, right? Got to eliminate the turnovers. Shoot, you got to tie on the running back. But that defense, man, like you said, getting beat by fifty is going to that's going to test your your wheel, your spirit, your soul, everything in there. But it absolutely some somebody needs to go. Okay, uh, but yeah, patience, patience. All right, so patience on the Broncos and patience on the Saints. The thing I like about both of those teams is why you show patience is they both got good defenses. And I know it's hard to say they they have a good defense when they gave up 70, but there there is talent in that building when it comes to the defense side of the ball. They can run. They can they can strike. Um, again, you just can't have – there's no point in any game where you can just throw fundamentals out. And what I saw in the Broncos game with yeah. Jason, you know what we call it? Hero ball. We saw a bunch mm-hmm. of guys putting on their capes and feeling like, I'm going to go make this play. I, I don't care if it's my responsibility or not. I'm going to go make this play. Yeah, and when you double a crossing route and then leave a safety one on one against the cheetah, oh my gosh, come on! When you when you over pursue against most of and leave that back door open and he go yeah. running out that back door, it ain't nobody on the field that can catch either one of those running backs or wow. cheetah from behind. And we saw that over and over and over again. Uh, but that seventy burger they put up, the middle was wide open all game, all day, all day. Yes, it was. Um, man. So now we're gonna go. We go. Listen, I'm gonna we're gonna spend a little bit of time going back to your position, the tight end position. Um, okay. Across the league, man, there's been a there's been a little shift, man. I don't, I don't like you know going into a lot of fantasy football players. Obviously, Travis Kelsey was the first tight end taken, and then Mark Andrews, and maybe uh, Cal Pitts and Evan Ingram, uh, Evan Ingram. Um, but there's been a little uh, little rush, little surgeons from these. These younger guys, man, uh, T.J. Hawkinson has shown up. Uh, I think he's leading the league as far as reception yardages. Um, and then the, from Detroit, uh, Laporta, uh, he's he's kind of into the scene as maybe the, the right now uh, number two as far as the stats. Yep. It, is it is it is it the skill of these young guys, or do you think it's more of the the, the offensive philosophies they're being put into of why these young guys have kind of uh, made a rush to the front when it comes to the tight end position? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. A little with bit, of, okay. Yeah, because because what I'm seeing now from tight ends is a lot more fluid hips, mm-hmm. a lot more athletic guys coming out there. Uh, because they ain't gonna block. Ain't nobody asked to block no more. <laughs> JD, I knew you was gonna say that at some point. Ain't nobody being asked to put their meat hooks on nobody no more. Nobody. Ain't nobody asked to do no blocking. I actually got a guy who's the best tight end is is one of the best blockers. I, I watched him. Uh, the last game, and maybe did not. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna put it on uh, Taylor, but he was, he was lighting some people up, man. He was putting his hands on folks. He was getting the field to block people too. So I like, but th- yeah, look, Sam Laporta, uh, T.J. Uh, Hawkinson, who's the highest paid tight end, and there's a reason because he, he is good. He is good. He catches the football, but I, I think a lot of it does have to do with the schemes too, because when you start seeing a guy like Kelsey Andrews and those go, those guys in the past, Knox, uh, uh, you know. Uh, Kittles, who have been killing defenses, then you're like, hey, you know what? This thing works. Why wouldn't we try to emphasize getting the ball to our tight ends, which is a, a matchup nightmare for safeties and linebackers at times, right? Mm-hmm. So we just wild, we're going to line them up. They, they got them out there wide like a wide receiver now. So it's, huh, I wish I had that back in my day, man. They, <laughs> when I came in, you had to be 270 at least to be a, a tight end to block. You knew you was going to have a, 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 a five and a nine and a seven right on your shot. That you knew you're gonna get hit in the mouth. That's what it was. So it's it's done changed. So I think it, part of it is the scheme, but it also too goes into that talent as well. Yeah, it's like almost a tight end position is almost like a it's a, it's a large, slow wide receiver now, more of a uh, glorified big wide receiver versus um, a guy who is a maybe an offensive tackle just with with good hips and hands that can play tight end because you're not being asked to be um, uh, attached to the formation like you used to be as much and uh, you see the tight end position just the percentages of them being detached now is just so great um which from a from a from a payment standpoint you're gonna have to start paying some of these tight ends like wide receivers right. you end up with with a with hundred plus catches on a season mm-hmm. i don't care i don't care where you line me up i am receiving the football at a great 
Yeah, right. at, at a great count. And I think that the reward for that needs to be done financially. So I think you're going to start seeing more guys get paid, like you said, the TJ Hawkinsons and uh, in the future for Kelsey being, uh, you know, up with, you know, close to that 20 million a year uh, price tag for these uh, elite pass catchers that we call tight ends. Well, I hope they don't play us like they played the, the running backs. Oh, my goodness. Don't, 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 don't. Okay. All right. I'll leave them. Yeah, we ain't going to treat, treat the Titans. Like, no, don't worry about that. We ain't going to make you sue the league. And all, yeah, we ain't going to do all that. The running backs, they, I think they tried. They, they just played their hand a little bit too too far with this. Uh, so it was, like, it was almost like they're walking on a picking line. They turn around and they, ain't nobody with them. Hey, we're not back in. Who's a backup? The backup's out there playing. The backup's like, all right, yeah, you you go, you go, you go argue about your deal. I got your back. And then they snuck out on the field and started taking the carries and stuff. <laughs> so, uh, man, hey, look, listen, you are being a former tight end in the yeah. pros, man. The one thing, I, obviously, any any position to come on, I always ask this: like, yeah. who is the goat of your position? Now, I know it's a little, maybe a little slanted, a little bit. Because you play with Tony, obviously, uh, but yeah. it's it's a two man race right now. It's between Tony Gonzalez and Travis Kelsey, and they both have such different uh, skill sets. Um, but if you, with your consideration of what you believe the tight end position and how it should be played, um, who is the goat, which is the greatest of all time, of the tight end position? So, so without a doubt, different games. I look at totality of things. Totality of things. Uh, I still give a nod to TG. TG mm-hmm. played for 17 years. You know, I think he was out only out maybe one game. He might have missed one or two, possibly. Yeah. So that to me, just his his longevity, his his durability. Uh, plus, he used to block. He, he blocked folks. He, yeah. he get in and he he he's going to hit a, a a defensive end or a linebacker in the in the, in the mouth. He's going to do it. So. And we know TG is going to get open. He'd had two or three guys draped on him. It's still open. Always open. Always open. Seven, seven, eleven. Always I open. I used to hear it all the time in meetings. Oh, I'm open. Oh, I'm open. Oh, I'm like, dang on, you open the airplane? Yes. But, you know, he was. Second, so my now goes to TG because of that. Uh, you know, but I, I always say that we always had the two greatest tight ends in Chiefs uniforms in the history of the football, in the history of football, mm-hmm. uh, with with Tony and, and, and Travis. We, we we can't take away from the what Travis been able to do with yards wise. Um, and I think a lot of that goes into because you have Patrick Mahomes, the scheme of things, what you do offensively. It's a different type of league. It's a more passing league. You're going to push the ball down the field. You're going to throw, you know, 50 balls, whatever, you know, uh, every game. And so that gives more opportunities, no doubt. Uh, but Travis, man, w- what he's incredible with is his yards at the catch. I, I've, I've never seen a tight end like that. Yeah, you catch a football and turn it into a touchdown 40 yards away and make it look easy. And it's like, and did he just really slow play you with, you know what I mean? And just, and, and DBs and everybody's falling over. DBs are falling over. So this is one of those things, neck and neck, obviously my bias, because I played with Tony. I see play. I see, you know, his greatness. And I think a lot of people, because they're young, haven't quite seen that. They haven't seen him actually play. And then I, I think a lot of that goes into maybe some of the hate that, that people have with, you know, being a little hurt with oh, don't, don't get put hurt because he yeah, left. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, don't get just all yeah, touch your feelings. Don't let the, yeah, all let the feelings like, come in. Right, right. So I'm thinking that that goes into it. But I, I think, like I said, the nine still goes to TG on my side. Travis is right up there. He's right up there. Uh, I, and so I, I think it's 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 almost when we talk about like the, the Jordan, uh, LeBron type. Yes, it is. You know, conversation, right? Also, always depending on what you're looking for, you can make an argument for each. Uh, I think the fact that me and you both play between those white lines and we put our hands in the dirt um, and, and those that would like to play at the pro level, I think the fact that both of us uh, definitely have to crown TG is a lot to do with his toughness, uh, yeah. the availability for as long as he played, the longevity, mm-hmm. and also the person or the skill level of the person throwing him the ball. Um, the one thing you can account for with uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's not going to lead you into a bad, you know, getting blown up. He's not going to um, the ball is going to be placed right between those numbers almost 90% of the time. I mean, he doesn't miss much. And when he misses, it ain't by a lot. Like, he's a he's a sniper out there with that ball. And I'm talking yeah. about no matter how deep you are. He's been amazing um, at being able to find his receivers, especially on off-schedule throws. When the play breaks down, yeah. he's able to find. And Tony, uh, unfortunately, in his career, the closest thing he had to that was probably Trent Green. Uh, Trent, Trent was amazing at it, but we, we were – we were we were giving the ball to the big ticket. It was it was a priest home. We had the greatest offensive line, including you. 
right? You get the third tackle going out there. So we, yeah. we didn't need to throw the ball because we could get four or five yards before Priest Holmes got touched. That's right. In every down, no matter what you did defensively. Um, so it was no need to go to Tony until the red zone, which is why Tony ended up with, what, 70, 76 TDs on his career. And I think that's going to be the tough mark for Kelsey to ever reach is those touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be the tough for anybody to reach because, I mean, he was the feature of our offense when it got to the red zone. That's when Tony, uh, his eyes lit up. And if you wanted a touchdown, you threw it in his vicinity and he could go get it, man. He'd go get it. He was amazing at that. Yeah. And, and, and even in the confines of like what you're not able to do offensively, like as a receiver, like we had a system that you had to run. It was on timing. This is kind of like, hey, get open and play. I mean, that's that to me, that that freedom to be able to do those things just gives you more opportunity. It really does, man. It, it really does. Uh, and I love seeing it. I do. I love seeing it because you see where football can go. You see the genius of Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, their greatness and brilliance of them playing the game. I mean, you know, that's the thing about it. So, All right, I'm going to catch you off guard. I'm gonna, hey, we're going to go to a two-minute hurry-up offense. I always like to okay. do this to my guests. You know what it's about. We're going to line it up. We're going to – I'm going to uh, ask some questions. You just give me what the first thing off your mind. Man, so real quick, hey, man, we line it up. Hey, hey, we get, we get all set. Who is one of the best defenders you've ever played against? If you had to just tell me one or two of the guys that you just, man, nightmares, preparing for them, uh, just the, the way they competed, uh, the way they struck, the way they hit, whatever it is, uh, who's the best defenders you played against? Best defenders, Reggie White, Bruce Smith. Nice, nice. Uh, Charles Mann, uh, mm. Charles Haley, Kevin yes. Green. Uh, let me see, who else can we go to, man? Well, shoot, uh, uh, you know. San Diego's defense, Trevor Price. We could go, man. Eric Swan. I brought this name up. Eric Swan. People don't remember Eric Swan. They don't remember Amazing. that guy. I had to hit that Amazing. song a couple times. Beast. And uh, the thing I realized, you named a bunch of pass rushers because as a tight end, you was forced to help the tackle against these guys. And sometimes when they what uh, shift away, right, mm-hmm. the, the block away, you left one-on-one against these guys. So if there's anybody knows how great these guys were, it's definitely you, Jason. Oh yeah, hey man, I I, I seen it. I was like, seen the first baptism by fire. That that's what it was. Baptism by fire. That's what I got every week. Shop every single week. All right, next play. Here we go. Here we go on the line. On the line. Hey man, when it comes to being a a man of faith, mentor, uh, a player, uh, yeah. a, a father, um, a husband, um, a, a, you are a mountain of a man. Um, and so when anybody comes up to you, what is something that you have taken from your pro career? Um, that has helped you when it comes to all of these different assets, these these different roles in life you play? What is a few nuggets of wisdom that you can uh, pass along to someone watching the show? Uh, stay focused on the task at hand. I think that with, with life, uh, I was telling Tucker earlier, I mean, life be life. My niece said it to me. She said, you know, life be life. And I said, you're right. Life be life. I like uh, and, and my focus that I, I see more so than anything else especially in life and what has been given to me lately is my focus on the Lord. And so my faith has, has been carrying me through a lot to carry me through football. Matter of fact, when I left from Philly and I got, I got, I got released mm-hmm. My faith that brought me back to football. I mean, come in with a whole different uh, a mindset as far as like what I wanted to do. And I didn't take anything for granted. So it's my faith. And I tell people like, you know, sometimes, you know, through the struggles that we go through in life, Whatever it may be, okay, we all have battles, and, and so all of these things are real. Uh, what do we anchor ourselves to? That's the question. What do we anchor ourselves to? Uh, I choose because of my my faith in uh, my heavenly Father, uh, Son Jesus Christ. You know, the Spirit just gives me that comfort and peace in my life that I'm able to help with the balance, right? The craziness, the chaos. Like we know, playing football, there's chaos all around us, right? How do you focus? How do you know? I mean, how do you deal with that? I'm like, you know what? It is finding that solace within yourself and, and in him. And I do that in life. Um, so that's part of what football did. When I was out there, I'd pray. I pray, you know, when before the games, I get that solace of knowing that he's with me all the time. And so I know he gives me that strength. So having that strength, reinforcing that strength, I know I can do all things possible through him, right? <laughs> <laughs> Always, brother. Iron sharpens iron. Um, it's, it's so many different uh, verses and quotes that bring strength and turmoil, um, you know, struggles in life. Um, I think the thing that we realize is that 
um, like you said, not only life be life and um, that life is about change. It's about dealing with strife and struggles and overcoming obstacles that no, no one's out here living a, a, a Instagram life 24-7. <laughs> Nobody's out here driving whatever, jet setting on private jets and all that um, without any struggle. The, 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 the richest of riches, the, the most successful people are still yes, dealing with um, um, sickness and they're dealing That's with right. uh, mental issues and and they're dealing with losing family members, like like you know struggles. They just that's part of life. And right. how you deal with those things, how do you respond? Not just react, but how do you respond in life? Is something I think that when you are definitely grounded with the rock, we call it right. You know, our, our faith is the rock. That's the foundation. That's uh, right. It, it brings so much peace and solace. It brings uh, a comfort of knowing that you know through 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 all of your um, discipleship and through your daily testimonies and your, your, your morning, um, devotions, it brings you to a point of peace and being able to speak light and life into people when they're right. going through dark moments. We call it being a lighthouse. Amen. Always being the light in the darkness, always being a, a, a way to add positivity and, and encouragement when people are down and depressed. Um, it, it, that's a, that's a talent, man. That's something that, that, that every locker room needs individuals like that that can see beyond what their current uh what they're currently going through whatever that that down the the, the game or the last few games it's a long season and right. if you can come in with uh, the right attitude the right um emotion the right intelligence the the, the, the capability to purpose yourself each day to get a little bit better just get a right. little bit better um i think that's the thing that most professionals that you talk about that played with us who played 10 plus years, the common thread we all had was that we could come into any environment and we became the light. People gravitated toward us because we were uh, those guys that are bringing this positive energy and emotion and and just an expectation of a greatness um, to be a part of what we are uh, always doing, um, whether on or off the field. So, man, I like to commend you for the, the, like, again, the man you are, the friend, the friend you've been to me as far as our f- faith and fellowship has been. Um, but also, man, the father and the, the husband you presented yourself to be and, and, and progress yourself to be, to continue to grow in your faith and not just be uh, okay with being okay. Not just yeah. be, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a terrible person, so I'm okay. No, no, man, we, we keep progressing. We want a closeness right. with the Lord. And I think through that process, we just continue to continuously find ourselves relying on each other, uh, leaning on each other for fellowship and a good word and a, and a, and a way to keep motivated through um, all the, the different uh, things we've dealt with with life, man. So I appreciate it. I honor you yeah. for that, man. And if I, I'm always here for you as a brother, and I know that you're there for me. So, man, well, thank you. I appreciate thank that, you. J.D. Appreciate you, brother. Hey, man, look, shop, man, you know I love you. I love you immensely, my brother. I just want to say how much of a blessing you have been in my life. Uh, you know, just sharing the faith, but sharing also to heart filling talks, vulnerability, having these things of understanding that some of these battlefields that we have, that we are not shouldering these things ourselves, right? That we have brothers, like you said, iron shop under the iron, but we all shoulder the burden that we are having. And so what we do is we celebrate when everybody is happy and we cry with everybody when everybody's sad. And that's part yes, of what sir. we're supposed to do uh, as, as brothers, man. You, you've been a, a very instrumental part of my life. Uh, and, and I'm just so thankful and grateful, you know, just for you, your family. You just have a beautiful family, your, your whole essence about you, man. You know, we, we know that the light, the Lord is with you and shines in you. Uh, and I just continue to keep encouraging you to keep doing the same thing to everybody, man. And, and all of us really to keep doing the same thing. Part of that is the love that we have from God that is in us. Yes, sir. And we know that we are part of God because we are showing that love not just to the people that we love around us, but to everybody else. Nobody, nobody is, is with nobody's a stranger. Nobody's, nobody's stranger to us. Love from us. No one. It's Always, man. Always. But I love that quote, obviously, uh, Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharp is iron. Um, let's end on that, man. Like, hey, man, the process is always greater than the process. And, you know, a big part of our process has to do with our faith and how That's we right. consider, uh, how we understand football and how we try to just bring those nuggets of, knowledge and wisdom to all of the individuals that follow our show so with that hey man this is another episode of the process uh man man just love the fact you and uh, gave us some of your time you share with us your time and your efforts and your moments um we, we appreciate it 
Uh, so this is Sean Barber. Um, obviously, again, thanks to the McGinnis Group as our title sponsor for being a support of us and in supporting the content on this show. Uh, man, JD, um, at Chiefs Concern, where you can follow you on social media, where? Yes, social media. We got it on Twitter, Apple, Spotify, YouTube. You'll see us, Chiefs Concerns. Uh, you see it, Jason's TD89, uh, J Dungeon Dog on Instagram. Come check us out. Come see us. We on Bleacher Report now, also too. Come see us on that as well. So we we throwing a little bit out here for everybody kind of get a little little taste, little glimpse of us. So, man, love it. Man. All brother. right, man. Yeah. No doubt. Hey, with that, I'm out, man. Again, thanks for joining the process. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.